What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, Talk With Beauties, episode 90. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Stadium Series jerseys because those jerseys are out and official. Super Bowl is set, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And the Bean Pot is coming up, scheduled for February 5th, so we got a little bit of a preview there. But first, let's head into the MLB. So yes, if you guys don't know already, we got a YouTube channel. This is the first episode on the YouTube, so I appreciate you guys tuning in to YouTube if you are. And if you're not, if you're looking at at Instagram and and, uh, Twitter and you're just normal episodes on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, hey, appreciate you guys listening it. So we are expanding out the podcast, trying to get to, to more viewers. So I appreciate you guys all sticking with it. And whether you're listening or watching this right now, appreciate it no matter where you guys are at and if you guys are listening or watching this and it's the first time you guys have seen me before what's going on i'm i'm miles i'm the host of talk with beauties uh this is episode 90 so i can't believe we're at this point and this is of course the wednesday news so normal format um we're gonna do everything pretty much exactly the way it is beforehand um, nothing special nothing new of course now with the the YouTube channel we're gonna expand into more video content so I'm gonna try my best to do that of course it's gonna be bumpy at the beginning so I'm hoping everything goes fairly smoothly but overall I think we're gonna look pretty good and I feel like this is gonna be very really fun for not just me but for you guys so you guys can see uh, me and my guests in- interact with each other a little bit more on a personal level than just listening to us because you can only get so much from listening. So hopefully this is going to go well and let's get into the episode. So of course we we'll start off with the MLB. So uh, it, by the way, if you guys notice that I am just focusing on the computer a lot, I, that's where I take all my notes for these episodes. I only use one one laptop. Uh, don't have enough space to use too many laptops or a lot of monitors. So I'm going to try and focus my best on the camera but of course this is going to be learning curves so let's get into it we'll start off with the MLB Milwaukee and Reese Hoskins have agreed on a two-year 34 million dollar contract the Angels have signed Matt Moore to a one-year nine million dollar contract also have Aaron Hicks for one year I'm hearing it's about 13 million could be incorrect on that but I that's initial talks right now Miami and Trey Mancini have agreed to a minor league deal. Texas and David Robertson have agreed to a one-year $11 million contract. Arizona and Jock Peterson have agreed to a one-year contract. Chicago Cubs and Hector Neris have agreed to a one-year $9 million contract. Kansas City and Adam Frazier have agreed to another one-year contract. Cleveland and Carlos Carrasco have agreed to a minor league deal. The New York Mets and Adam Ottavino have agreed to a one-year $4.5 million contract. Oakland A's and Alex Wood have agreed to another one-year contract. Toronto and Justin Turner have agreed to a one-year $13 million contract. So a lot of big signings this past week. That is 12 signings this past week. So a lot to, to come from and still a lot of names out there that have not been signed. So I would not be surprised to see a lot more players be signed in the future coming weeks, um, potential coming days, because Turner was announced on Tuesday. Of course, I'm recording this on Tuesday, so record. Um, it was announced earlier today that he was signing with the Blue Jays. So who knows what this means about Matt, Matt Chapman now, because it doesn't seem like he's going to be coming back. So very curious on what's going to happen with him and a lot of the other guys too. So we'll have to wait and see what's going on with that. Texas Rangers shortstop Corey Seager he underwent a sports hernia surgery and is unclear if he'll be ready for opening day tough news for the Rangers but overall I think Seager will be fine get back into the normal MVP status form 
The White Sox announced that Dylan Cease will be the opening day starter unless traded. Uh, he's been floating around a lot when it comes to the trade talk. I feel like he's not going to get traded anytime soon. I'd be very surprised. And if it does, I think it's going to be a blockbuster trade. I think it's going to be one of the bigger ones to happen. So who knows what's going to happen. But as of right now, I do not think he's going to get traded. So I expect him to be opening day starter, just like the White Sox said. We did have a trade, though. This was between Seattle and Minnesota. This happened yesterday. Polanco of Minnesota is going to go over to Seattle in exchange for Darren Bowen, Gabriel Gonzalez, Justin Topa, and Anthony Descafani. I think this is a fairly decent trade. I don't know what Seattle really is looking to do in this offseason or or even this, this upcoming season. They I think they just missed playoffs, so I think they could get over that hump and really do something here. But overall, I think that there's going to be um, – nothing's too special from them. I think the the teams in Texas, you got the Rangers and the Astros, they're going to be great this upcoming year in the AL West. So Houston, I don't think is going to slow down anytime soon. Texas is definitely not going to slow down. So Seattle has got to have something going on. So maybe Polanco brings that, but I don't really think it's going to happen. So we'll have to see what's going on though. Next up, we got Vladdy Jr. He was announced today as the MLB 24 cover athlete. I like video games. I'm a big video game guy. So this is good news. Uh, I did not see this whatsoever coming out. And I was very surprised. Everyone was saying Acuna or Jose Ramirez. But it sounds like Vladdy's the cover. They put out um, some art. And it looks pretty decent. Nothing too worried, Nothing too much to, to complain about besides the actual gameplay. I'm looking for a lot new stuff when it comes to the gameplay. Because it did not keep my interest this past year. But I won't bore you guys with video game talk. So we'll move on. Washington Nationals announced two new uniforms this season after and they announced another uniform change. So after this 2024 season, the City Connect will be retired. So that awesome gray cherry blossom will be gone. I'm very surprised to see that one out of there because I think it's one of the fan favorites. So I'm very surprised to see that one out. And I'm very disappointed because I honestly really do like this jersey. It's, it's something different. Nationals um, don't typically use any of those colors. And I'm very surprised to see it go with being one of the fan favorites. But for the two new jerseys, so the we'll start off with the white one. It's primarily white jersey with blue sleeves and blue shoulder yokes. Um, it looks okay overall. Alternate logo on the front. And it's uh, the W with a capital building behind it. Uh, it's a V-neck jersey, no buttons whatsoever, so that's a little different, a little bit uh, unconventional for most MLB teams. Um, overall, I'd give it a 5.8 out of 10. I don't think it's very special. It doesn't do anything for me, but it's something different, of course. So uh, We'll see what it looks like all together in uniform and while they're playing, but overall, it's just a whatever jersey to me. Their second jersey, I think, is a little bit better. It's a gray jersey. Uh, it says Washington on the block front or font in the front, uh, and that is in blue outlined in the red and the white. Normal circular Nationals logo will be placed on the sleeve. Red numbers. I give this a 5.9 out of 10. I think both jerseys are just kind of average, a little bit above average. I think it's just nice to see something different, but that gray one's just a little bit better. It's a little bit cleaner, um, but it's also just very boring too. So overall, not that great of jersey releases, but it's always cool to see new, new jerseys. All right, let's head to the NHL. So yes, we got a lot to talk about, and we're going to start off with that Canada stuff. A lot of drama there. Uh, we'll get into it. Not too much in detail, but I'll tell you what's going on. So five players from the Canada 2000, 2018 World Juniors team has been taken 
uh, leave an absence for this following like week and a half, I guess now, uh, from their teams due to being involved with the sexual assault charges. This include players of Michael McLeod and Cal Foote from the Devils, Carter Hart from the Philadelphia Flyers, Dylan Dubé from the, the Calgary Flames, and Alex Formentin. Uh, he also plays in Europe, so he's uh, although he's involved, he is not playing in the NHL right now. All these players were asked uh, recently to surrender to the London police. London is in Ontario, London, where actually Alex uh, Formentin put him, um, went to the local authorities out in Europe. I'm not sure exactly where he was in England, but I know he was in England playing. Uh, so he surrendered to the, the authorities there. The other four players have been asked to surrender. Um, the police have said that they're going to make a public an update on the case on Monday. I don't know too much information about this that I would like to announce myself. So if you want to know more about this, I'd say look it up. You definitely could find more information about it. So I don't want to say anything that's incorrect or wrong, but all these allegations are out right now. All five of those players are involved. So we'll see what's going on and we'll get more news on Monday. So I guess stay tuned till Monday and we'll all fi find out what's going on. All right, so we actually got a couple of extensions and signings, so let's start off with the extensions here. Chicago extends goaltender Peter Mrazek for two years, 4.25 AAV. Nashville extends Cole Smith, two years, 1 million AAV. Philadelphia Flyers signed a big contract with Owen Tippett, eight years, 6.2 million AAV. I think it's actually a pretty good one. And they also extend Ryan Foling for two years, 1.9 AAV. Lastly, uh, Colorado signs Zach Parise for the rest of the year, one year, $825,000. Pretty good signings. I think the Owen Tippett one's definitely the best signing, and I'm very surprised to see Mrazek stay in Chicago. Hasn't been great, but I'm guessing they're not blaming Mrazek for it, so it seems like they have their goaltender for the next couple of seasons, so it's good to see uh, goaltenders get signed. We got two waiver claims. Calgary losing both of these players. Nick DeSimone going to New Jersey, and Adam uh, Rosnickick I'm not too sure if I said that correctly, but anyways, he's going to Arizona. So two waiver claims lost for the Flames. We did have a small trade earlier this week. Minnesota gets Will Butcher from the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Penguins get Maxim Kalvik uh, from Minnesota. So just a little small minor league trade there. Uh, we got a lot of suspensions and, or big suspensions and one fine. So we'll start off the suspensions. Montreal's Brendan Gallagher was suspended five games for illegal check to the head on Islanders. Adam Pellick definitely deserves that five games. That was a bad hit right there. So definitely don't think uh, anything should be coming less for the, than five games there. Jacob Truba was suspended two games for elbowing Vegas um, Pavel Dorfiev. I think it's whatever. The Trubas kind of had this this knack for being a little bit of a pest this last couple of seasons, it seems like. So I'm not very surprised that he got suspended for this, uh, especially with his background of being physical and also being suspended in the past. So two two games for that one. Arizona, Michael Kesselring, he was fined $2,408.85 for cross-checking Tampa Bay's Maxwell Crozer. I don't know what exactly happened. I did see the play afterwards. Uh, they scored a goal, and he went straight after the 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 Lightning player, cross-checked him on the floor a couple times. Don't know what was going on. Did not watch that game, so I'm not sure exactly what happened, but definitely um, worth finding for. 
Vegas Golden Knights' Jack Eichel will be out until late February, early March. It's unfortunate news for the, the Knights, but it seems like they're going to be fine. They, they keep on moving along, but once they get Eichel back, you know that they're going to be buzzing. So uh, It's tough news, though. Uh, he will be missing the All-Star game, of course. New York Rangers announced that Philip Cheadle or Heedle, excuse me, will be done for the season due to a concussion. Heedle has been kind of sus- uh, sustaining a lot of injuries the last couple of seasons, and it's tough to see him lose the rest of this year as he actually had not bad of a season. So the Rangers have to find a way to replace him. Columbus Blue Jackets Patrick Laine has entered NHL assistance programming. The GM did not announce what it was. Um, he said he was not going to comment anything further uh, due to the respect of the player, which I totally understand. So uh, it's out indefinitely. And, uh, so I'm not too sure how long Lightly will actually be out. Uh, sometimes we see him come back within a couple months. Sometimes it's the rest of the season. I'd say it might be the rest of the season based off of how bad the Blue Jackets are. I don't think he'll be rushing anytime soon, so we'll have to see. But as of right now, I'd say he is going to be done for the rest of the season. Wayne Simmons announces his retirement from the game of hockey. 15-year career, 263 goals and 263 assists. Really good numbers there. Penalty minutes, 1,313 penalty minutes. Congrats on the awesome career, Wayne Simmons. Hope you enjoy the retirement there, bud. All right, and of course, we're going to end this on some more jersey talk. So we got four new jerseys, technically five this past week, but we did talk about that San Jose one last week. So if you guys did not know what's going on with that and you guys want to know, check out last week's episode, NHL episode, um, or the NHL part of that episode where we talk a little bit about the, the Sharks' new jersey, which overall looks pretty good in uniform. I'd like to see it on the ice, which is going to be happening uh, mid-February, I believe. I think the 17th is the first game that they announced that the game that they will be wearing those in game so check those out for sure but let's get back to the stadium series jerseys we'll start off with the devils it's a two-tone black and red uniform i actually really like the look it looks like their normal um home and away uniform with the striping on the arms kind of a little bit more exaggerated a little bit bigger striping i think it kind of helps when you're definitely in that stadium setting seeing it from far away i think it's going to look pretty pretty solid there so um the silhouette of the NJ in their logo, no circle behind it, is on the front, and it's all in black, so I think it's actually look really good with that two-tone coloring there. Black numbers, uh, black name uh, on the back of the uniform, and black shoulders to help complement the red there. I give this a 9.2 out of 10. I think this is the best of the four uniforms, and I think this is could be potentially one of the best uniforms I've seen in a New Jersey lineup i think this is very solid i definitely want to get this jersey so um if i see it i'm I'm not gonna pay full price but if i see it out there for a a pretty decent price i'm definitely gonna get this one i think this is a very awesome jersey here we'll head to their opponent the philadelphia flyers so their uniform actually looks like it should belong in a normal lineup looks like just a nice alternate jersey and i'm actually actually a big fan of this now initially i was not i'm warming up to this a lot more now they're actually the only team that came out with a full uniform. Uh, they have black helmet, black gloves, black pants. Uh, the striping on the arms matches the striping on the socks. Overall, looks pretty solid. So let me describe the jersey for you guys. So it's a white jersey with uh, some unique striping. I have not seen this before. So it's black on the top, then it goes to orange, and then white to end it off. But that black stripe wraps around to the back of the uniform, which is going to hold the name of the player. 
typical in the Flyers uniforms, they had that nameplate, which is the back coloring, kind of makes it stand out a little bit more when it comes to players on the ice or whatever. I don't know. It's just kind of their thing. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I like the way they incorporated this. I've never seen this before on a uniform. Never seen the striping outside of maybe the middle stripe going all the way around, if you want to call that from the arms or something like that but i've never seen the arms wrap around to the back of the uniform i think it looks awesome i actually really like this now uh the traditional number or traditional uh flyers logo is on the front of the uniform and we got orange numbers on the shoulders so overall like this is 7.6 out of 10 i think it looks great it should match really well with the uniforms that they have in the future um we have seen where the uniforms in their stadium series have turned into alternates or even uh, primary homes in a way. So I would be surprised to not not see this one come into an alternate form. So I, I kind of would think we're going to see this uniform a lot more often, especially if it's going to be portrayed very well by the, the, the public and definitely by the fans. So I'm curious on what everybody does think when it comes to the Flyer fans. But Personally, I'm actually a really big fan of it. I like it a lot. So good job, Flyers. Should be a good matchup with those two uniforms. I wouldn't put these two uniforms together if you were telling me between the two. But overall, if you take away that, I think it looks great. So let's head to the New York teams. We'll start off with the Rangers. So this is a white, potentially off-white jersey. I can't tell based off of pictures. I would guess it's a white jersey, but it has a little bit of a cream color to it based off of the lighting. I'm going to blame the, the photographers on this one. I want to see a better picture because I don't know if it's white or off-white. But anyways, we'll get back into it. Uh, the, the logo on the front is the typical diagonal font, but only it's saying NYR for, of course, New York Rangers. I'm actually a big fan of that. I think it looks nice. Super big, so it's going to be easy to read uh, compared to either Rangers or New York across the front. So really big, nice to see. The number or the letters are in red, outlined in the blue. The traditional drop shadow uh, font that they've had for their their front logo and their numbers and that's also on their numbers as well the red outlined in the blue arm striping is a little different white on the top with the white shoulder so it kind of blends well right there uh, we got blue red and blue striping to end the arms overall i think this is a really good jersey i think it's my second favorite of the four i give it an 8.4 out of 10 i think it would match really well with their uniform combina combinations right now i just want to know if it's white or cream i cannot figure it out um so overall, I think it looks good, though. Um, very good job by the Rangers. And we'll end it on the Islanders. I think this is probably the worst jersey of the four, potentially the worst jersey I've seen from the Islanders in a long time. It's also another two-tone jersey. Navy base with a bright, or not bright, a big orange stripe um, through the middle. It just looks super bright because of how dark that blue is. I think the colors are fine, but it reminds me a lot of that Edmonton Oilers two-tone jersey from a couple seasons ago where they had that um, oiler logo in that navy and orange and the whole uniform was in that navy with a little bit of orange numbers and stripes really just gives me that same vibe there on the front of the logo it just says aisles and probably the most basic font you could ever see before same with the numbers very basic font but that's also in navy i think it looks better on the numbers than it does on the front of the, the uniform navy numbers on the back as well but the name will be in orange to complement that. Overall, I'll give it a 4.9 out of 10. I think that there's potential with this, but because they just threw aisles on the front and um, they didn't do anything really else with this thing, 
I just kind of give it a, a, a poor score. I'm not a big fan of this. I'm not a big fan of Islanders jerseys in general. I do have that Fisherman jersey. I think it looks nice. But they also didn't mess up that one as well. It's not perfect. It doesn't look 100% awesome. But I think this is probably one of the worst jerseys I've seen from the Islanders, which is a, a tough scene because I think Islander fans deserve a, a good jersey that's not their traditional red and white one or blue and white one, excuse me. So we'll, we'll have to see what it looks like in uniform. But as of right now, I'm not a big fan of it. All right, let's head to the NFL. So now we got a lot of hirings. We got two new head coach hirings. Atlanta hires Raheem Morris as their head coach, and Carolina hires Dave Canales as their new head coach. So two new head coaching jobs have been filled up, meaning we only have Washington and Seattle left for head coaching vacancies right now. We got two new offensive or three new offensive coordinators. Excuse me, I'll take it back. Two new offensive coordinators. Uh, we got Philadelphia hiring hire Kellen Moore as in new OC and Arthur Smith is hired as Pittsburgh Steelers new OC. So state of Pennsylvania getting both new offensive coordinators there. Um, the other offensive coordinator that we're going to talk about, Ben Johnson, he's actually the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. Um, they had a tough game this past weekend, but great offensive coordinator has definitely helped out that team when it comes to the offense. He was rumored to have that Washington job locked in place supposedly announced that he is not going anywhere. He is staying as the offensive coordinator in Detroit. I'm very surprised about this. I usually don't see a lot of teams or a lot of coachings not take a head coaching job. They usually like to take those head coaching jobs, but it seems like Ben Johnson's very happy at, at the, being the OC. Um, I think a little bit has to do with why would you want the Washington job? There's nothing appealing to it. So if, if that's the case, very smart on his end to not do that. But overall, um, I think it's actually really good that Detroit's keeping him for at least one more year. So we'll have to see what happens with that Washington job since now I have not heard anybody's name come up for that name for that job. So, of course, we are having another episode this weekend about college or about NFL. So we're not going to get too much into detail, but I will mention what happened a little bit here in the games. So AFC Championship game. Uh, Kansas City won this one 17-10 over Baltimore. Kansas City not scoring once in that second half. Defense really coming up big. Baltimore having four personal fouls really costing them in this one. So a tough performance there by Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. KC going to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in the past five seasons. So very impressive there by Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, we head to the crazy NFC Championship game where San Francisco ended up edging Detroit 34-31. Detroit was up 17 at halftime, ended up only scoring seven in that second quarter or that second half. Uh, San Francisco went on a 17-0 run at one point. Honestly, not good coaching um, choices by Coach Dan Campbell of the Lions. A couple of, of chip shot field goals that I feel like he should have went for or at least made some better decisions on the plays leading up to those four downs. But overall, Niners still win. So Niners and Chiefs are going to be headed to Super Bowl 58, which is going to be happening in two weeks. So check out this past or this upcoming episode where we take you deep dive into what we think is going to happen to the Super Bowl and how we think uh, both of these teams are, are going to look going into those games. All right, let's head to soccer. So Jurgen Klopp, if you guys don't know who that is, that is the Liverpool manager. He is pretty much 
the all-star Liverpool manager, the only one I could really think of, uh, he announced that he is stepping away from the managerial job after the end of the season. Klopp uh, announced that he also will not be coaching any other team for at least one year, and if he were to come back to England, it would only be for Liverpool. So Liverpool runs through his blood. Uh, Klopp has been an outstanding manager over there um here's some of the accolades he's got two-time world's best club coach in 2018-19 and the 19-20 season uefa champions league in the 18-19 season uefa super league 2019 fifa club world cup 2019 premier league champion in 2019-20 uh carabao cup in the 2021-22 season fa cup in the 2021-22 season community shield in the 2022 season and lastly the english super cup in the 2022 23 season honestly before Klopp got to Liverpool I mean I'm not the biggest soccer fan when it comes to I try to keep up as much much possible so I don't watch Premier League all that much but before Klopp I did not really know who Liverpool was Um, you got some great legends over there who did play there and the only one that really came to mind before Klopp was uh, uh, Luis Suarez and besides that I didn't know anybody but now you look at it Liverpool is one of the top teams not just in uh, English Premier League, but in Europe. I mean, the the past 10 years have been outstanding for Liverpool. And you got guys like Mo Salah, um, Sadio Mane, and a lot of guys coming out of that club that um, has really made a name for themselves. So Klopp is definitely going to be leaving behind a, a legacy role there. But I think Liverpool's going to be fine as long as they keep a lot of those guys. And they got the money to do so. So um, congrats, Klopp, on the awesome career. And who knows, maybe he'll be coaching in uh, a couple seasons now. Barcelona's head coach Xavi, he will be stepping away from this season. Uh, it really has not gone well for Xavi at Barcelona. Uh, he was an ex-player and he took over the manager job. I think he's only been there four or five years, but unfortunately, has really not gotten any titles. Uh, in 2023, uh, he got the Super de, uh, Super Copa de España, and in 2022-23 season, he did win the La Liga title. But besides that, it's really been downhill. Uh, Champions League exits early, has not looked good in other uh, tournaments, and just honestly, even in La Liga scheduling, he has not looked all that great with his club. So I think it's just a matter of time by that he was going to either be fired, but he chose to step down. He also chose to surrender the rest of his money for the contract after this uh, season so he'll play out the rest of the season and I think he has two more years left Uh, he will not be taking any more money after that so kind of helping out the club there Uh, but tough look for Barcelona is they gonna have to really find a way to get back to their uh, European um, like dominance ways lastly Javier Chicharito Hernandez is returning to Chivas in La Liga MX this was his boyhood club he actually played there as one of his first um clubs to uh to pro status and he was playing the galaxy the last couple of seasons unfortunately see the season has not gone well and he would face a lot of injuries as well but he's going back to mexico playing with chivas so I, i'm happy for chicharito and of course i'll be following him as well i love love chicharito all right college football now we got a lot of news, or not a lot of news, but a lot to cover in this one. So let's get right into it. Michigan announces that their new head coach will be Sharon Moore. Uh, he took over for the job near the end of the season for um, Harbaugh when they were he was suspended. So I think Moore is actually a really good 
choice as head coach. I'm th- very excited to see what happens with Michigan. Um, I still think they're going to be very solid, but I'm very curious on how Moore is going to be able to take over this team and uh, make it his own. All right, LSU alumni wide receiver Kayshawn Butte was arrested the other day for placing bets under a fake name. So he allegedly placed more than 8,900 bets under a fake name during the 2022 season at LSU. Supposedly, the 8,900 bets were over a 396-day time frame, which means he took an average of 22.5 bets per day. That means he would have to place at least one bet every hour for every day of the year. That is just crazy to put in perspective there. I don't know how he gets away with it for this long, but, I mean, he... I guess he didn't get away with it for for as long as he thought he was going to. Um, Supposedly, he deposited a total of $132,147.53 into his account and won a total of $556,267.58, but most of that was used for additional money. He withdrew only $50,000. Fifty thousand, a little over fifty thousand dollars into his account. Ah, uh, again, I don't know how he gets away with that. That's crazy, and he did not do a very good thing to try and cover it up. He used the usernames of Kayshawn Butte Seven and Kayshawn Butte O One, so very easy to try and track himself. One other thing on this, I actually thought it was really funny. He actually bet on himself to at LSU when they were playing uh, Florida State in twenty twenty two. He was supposed to with a bet, had him have one touchdown in 82.5 yards. He did not get that, so he actually lost that bet. So I actually thought that was kind of funny as well. But very surprising that he got that much money, and somehow no one knew, but uh, very, very interesting. NCAA has announced that they're investigating Tennessee for NIL dealing around five-star quarterback Nico Imalamava. I don't know if I said that right, but I think I was looking up pronunciations. I was trying my best. So, uh, Nico is the quarterback right now. I think he's in line to be the quarterback for this upcoming season for Tennessee. He did play in that Citrus Bowl against Iowa this past year, so he does have at least one game under his belt. So, curious to see what the NCAA will find about that. Last thing to talk about, of course. A little bit more video games. EA Sports College Football News has come out. So supposedly that release date that we did mention a couple of weeks ago was turned out to be fake. So it will not be coming out in that June 12th timeline. Uh, Supposedly EA said nothing about that. They have no timeline themselves. Besides that, they know that they will bring it out during the summer of this year. So that's tough news, but at least it's still coming out. They also announced that ESPN's College Game Day will be in the video game. Funniest thing is, I used to have a small little college uh, football ep- like Instagram page, and I was talking about this because it just came out. And I said, what were the things that I want to see coming into this game? And a lot of things were like, oh, I want to see the same game modes and stuff like that. I also mentioned that I want to see like a college game day in this. I want to see the, the, the table. I want to see the, the people. Uh, Reese Davis. Herbie, um, Desmond, Matt Mac- Pat McAfee now. I want to see McAfee in the game. Lee Corso. I want to see all those guys in the game somehow. And by the sounds of it, we're actually going to get it. Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreit, and Desmond Howard have all recorded dialogue for the game. Lee Corso has not been um, supposedly called in to do any voice recording, so I'm not sure if Corso will be in this game. Still a lot of time till the game is official, so who knows? Maybe Corso will be in this game. 
Pat McAfee's name was not mentioned at all, so don't know if we're going to see McAfee at all, but I would be surprised to not see him uh, with him being such a, a big name, not just in uh, ESPN, but honestly college sports the last couple of years. So uh, McAfee, I'd, I'd like to see him in it, but I don't know if we're going to see him. Uh, there was also talks that there was other members of ESPN that have done voice recordings, meaning that we're probably going to see Chris Fowler back in the studios, uh, maybe a Matt Berry as well, maybe some other guys that are inside the studios, like how we do it. They do their studio re- uh, reports, their update cutscenes during like ESPN and ABC broadcasts. Uh, maybe we're going to see that during the game. So that's very cool. Uh, I don't think they're going to get like on air looks like maybe not like a digital uh, face scan, but I could see them doing like a voice thing as they pop up the score and maybe just a quick little five second update with like Matt Berry or something like that. So that's very cool. Maybe uh, McAfee was included during that, but I did not see his name circulating whatsoever. All right, let's head to the last thing, college hockey. So let's get into the rankings. We'll start off at number one, Boston College. They jump up one. They're the new number one. North Dakota jumped up three to two. Boston University dropped two to three. Wisconsin dropped one to four. Denver jumped up one to five. Now the following six through 11 did not move whatsoever. So we got Maine at six, Quinnipiac at seven, Michigan State at eight, Minnesota at nine, Providence at 10, and UMass at 11. Michigan jumped up two spots to 12. Cornell stayed put at 13. Colorado College got a plus two to 14. Western Michigan dropped three to 15. St. Cloud dropped one to 16. Arizona State got a plus one to 17. New Hampshire got one up for 18. RIT stayed put at 19. And Omaha goes from unranked to 20. Other receiving votes, Notre Dame had 59 votes. Penn State, 12. And Holy Cross had 11. Arizona State update, we are coming off a bye week, so we had no games this past week, which is very necessary because they looked super bad the last couple weeks. They will play Lindenwood this weekend. Hopefully it's a sweep. They should be able to sweep them, so very positive to see Arizona State get back into it. But I don't know how to what to really honestly think about this team. They have just looked very bad since the second semester has started. So hopefully they're out of the funk, kind of get back into the winning form. Usually we end college hockey talk there, but actually we're going to talk about a little bit from the bean pot. So if you guys don't know what the bean pot is, it's usually a Boston based or it's not usually it is a Boston based um, hockey tournament. The four teams, including Boston University, Boston College, Harvard and Northeastern this year on Monday, the February 5th, we have Harvard versus Northeastern at 5 p.m. on NESN. I don't know if you guys have that channel or have the ability to, but if you do, Definitely watch that. And then afterwards, you got Boston College versus Boston University, 8 p.m. on NESN. My predictions on those games right there, I think Harvard's going to beat Northeastern. I don't know why. Just gotta, I'm going to go with Harvard on this one. I have seen them play um, this season, so I'm guessing we're going to take that one. I have not seen Northeastern play at all. And for the Boston teams, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth, but I'm going to go BC. I think Boston College is going to edge out Boston University just a little bit, and I think it's going to be a pretty solid game. So if you want to watch one of those, definitely watch the Boston College versus Boston University game. And the finals will be the following week, Monday, February 12th. Loser bracket will be on on 4.30 p.m. NESN, and championship game will be 7.30 p.m. on NESN. And those are Eastern time, and uh, so just be aware of that. So, um, Beanpot coming up. Make sure you guys check those out. 
All right, games to watch this weekend. So we'll start off with the NHL. We got All-Star Game on Saturday, 1 p.m. on ABC. NBA, we got Lakers and Knicks on Saturday at 6.30 p.m. on ABC. Pro Bowl of NFL, uh, we got that on Sunday, 1 p.m. ABC or ESPN. Soccer, I'll take you to the Premier League. Arsenal versus Liverpool, Sunday at 9.30 a.m. And college hockey, I got number nine, Minnesota versus number four, Wisconsin. Well, guys, that will do it for this episode. I appreciate you guys uh, checking this one out. And if you're checking this one out on YouTube, a huge thanks, huge shout out to everybody who's helped me uh, with this process from people that have uh, helped me with the editing, uh, suggestions on how to do it, everything from that. So appreciate you guys for listening to this or watching this. So uh, very awesome. If you guys don't already, uh, make sure you guys go follow the Instagram the twitter or the x and definitely go check out that youtube let me know how, you, how you, what you guys think of it let me know uh what you guys would like to see from the youtube channel so hopefully this is going to go well i'm very excited to, to uh, continue on with this so uh, hopefully you guys like it as well so uh, that will do it for this one episode 90 is in the books and we'll see you guys later